to the business in the front, party in the back, podcast. podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And welcome to one of the best podcasts on the internet. Yeah, certainly on the Sunshine Coast and in Cairns and surrounds. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And surrounds. Yeah. yeah. On the uh, southern, in the southern hemisphere. Oh, I like what you did there. Nice work. You could say that. Yeah. It's always yeah. good. Although it is confusing if people just stumbled upon us when they hear me and they're like, what's this Canadian chick Don't talking about Australia all the time? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, welcome so to the podcast. Michelle, I know. Brought to oh, you yeah, by. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by. My business. Brought to you by my business. Yes. So, my business is Raw Raw Consulting. And really, at the moment, I'm in limbo. So it's actually really cool. It's an exciting uh, time to be to be me, and um, it's it's a perfect apropos conversation to have today. So I guess I was thinking to myself, what do I want to tell you about my business? Well, I'm going to go with my one-on-one mentoring because at the moment, I am loving my one-on-one mentoring. Basically, I help um, people with self-awareness, self-care, time management, dealing with overwhelm, and how to handle stress. Uh, we can cover mindset work, leadership, public speaking, uh, anything like that. So if you want to do with, you know, talk to me about anything like that, including your business stuff, social media, content strategies, marketing, then I'm the girl for you. So all the details are in the show notes, or you can hit me up on Instagram at Raw Raw Consulting, on Facebook, and of course, online as well. Now, Michelle, I didn't ask you or run this by you before we started, but I really thought I would take pick a spirit junkie card to start off today's oh, show. So I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to pull a card for you. Thank you. Look, let me pull a card. Would you like me to talk about the theme while also, you're doing that? Oh yeah, do that. That's a okay, great idea. So Lauren did allude to it, but it's finding yourself in limbo. And what sort of spurred this on was an encounter I had with um, an amazing couple who are very, very resilient. And I actually spoke to them for a magazine that I write for. So I'll probably put the link to the magazine because it'll be in the next article, which is June, July. Um, So I'll put the link in the show notes if the listener at home would like to check these people out. But I will go into more information about them uh, in the actual show. But basically, they were the guys that sort of spurred this on for me. And it really put me into a state of, you know, what would I do? What would I do in that situation? And if, if I was affected directly by, you know, what they had been through in similar ways, you know, so that's what really spurred this on. And what do we do to kind of get through that, come out the other side, you know, and can you continue to live our lives? Because, you know, that was a big thing for this couple. It's like, how do you pick yourself up, put yourself back together and keep going, you know, after this kind of thing happens. So I won't say too much more. I wanted to give you a little kind of, you know, tease. It's a very big tease um, that the theme of the show is, is called finding yourself in limbo. So that's what we're going to be talking around today. So Lauren, did you um, want to talk about what you've been sort of getting up to of late or you want to give me the yeah. card first? Or? I'll give you the card first. The okay. card is, um, so it basically says, my happiness is a direct reflection of how quickly I can shift my perceptions from fear to love. Wow. Isn't that, that is a perfect on. card for bang today on. as yeah. well? Yeah. That is so good. And so I guess... Oh, the photo of it is like um, basically moving um, shapes. It's kind of looks like a little bit like a, almost a female kind of shape at the bottom and Very then curvy, um, yeah. really circular shapes, curvy. That's right. And then there's kind of a sun rays behind it, but the colors in it are pink, green, blue, and then like a light, light, light pink. So it's a beautiful card from Gabby's deck, Spirit Junkie. Remember so I guess when I read that card, it's talking about you know, shifting your perception from fear to love. And I think that when we're in limbo, it's very interesting because we're kind of in this point where we can go in any direction. It's as though we're kind of going, well, where do I go now? And I think that, you know, just before I get into talking about my week, I I do want to say that when we choose love, when we choose feelings that feel good, that is always going to be the direction that you're meant to head into. So anytime you, you notice that you're needing to make a choice, 
really tune in. And I remember one time I heard someone say, well, what would love do in this situation? Mm. Or how would love speak or act? And I thought that was always just really good. So yeah, just wanted to talk about that quickly. So basically, I think the last time we talked, I went to look at that dog that was like yes. a three-year-old dog that was it like my so um, Bruno vision board? or something like that? Started yeah, three. Bruno. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Bruno. Yeah. So it's so funny, Michelle, because I went there and before I went there, I'm the kind of person that I get really excited about stuff really easily. Um, but I think that on the same note, I'm really in tune with my own truth. So when I'm feeling excited about something, it's because I'm meant to do something right. And if I'm not having that reaction, it's because I'm not meant to. So before I went to see him, I guess I had this fear. <laughs> that I was maybe going to fall in love with him because he was a dog and not oh, just because like any he was dog. my dog. Just because he was any dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I could take this dog home, right? And I was kind of feeling a little bit nervousness in relation to that. So before I went to see him, I started getting anxiety and I actually felt sick. Like I didn't want to go kind of thing. So it's just interesting to make a long story short. And I went and I met him. And he was just the sweetest dog ever. He was just a sweetheart, just lovely. And I really, even when I think about him now, I just think I love that dog. He was just so wonderful, but I knew he wasn't for me. And so I think that it's important that, you know, for myself that I remember that maybe I was getting an intuitive signal. Like maybe I was getting anxiety or fear or worry because I just knew psychically that he wasn't for me but I was turning it into something more than that. So I think that's just really suits this show really well. Yeah, it's great the other one. thing I wanted to bring up is that I was asked uh, to interview a guest on one of my, my podcasts and basically they pitched it and said that, you know, this person has a reach of over a hundred thousand followers and da da da. And I thought, Oh, okay. But there was, something about it when I looked at the um, Facebook page that the engagement wasn't right. So when you, when you look at someone's engagement, like a hundred thousand followers, you know, when you look at the engagement, like the amount of likes or the amount of comments or the amount of traction that the posts are getting, there should be a fair amount there. Like, I don't really know exactly how many, but Definitely, I would think over a hundred in general on all of them. When you have a hundred thousand followers, right? That's a lot. These yeah, didn't. Lot. They had four, three, maybe one like, maybe none, maybe or not none, but maybe one, maybe only two. And it just didn't sit well with me and didn't connect with me. And I, I was kind of wondering whether or not I should still pursue it because the person seems like a really good, genuine person. And I guess what's What's interesting about that is her assistant who reached out to me, put the subject line, you know, with over 100, 100,000 followers. Okay. Now, if she had pitched it in a different way and said something like this person has helped heal hundreds of people, or this person has succeeded in this business endeavor or, you know, Sounds whatever more truthful. the case yeah. may have been. Yeah. That's right. Mm. I would have been like, I'm all over. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. Oh my God. I would have been like, I'm all over that. But the selling me on the following that I didn't feel sat right with me. Like I didn't understand. Maybe they are genuine likes. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know. Right. I'm just making an assumption here based on what I'm seeing. So I, uh, I guess I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was an interesting story. And um, I do know that whenever I listen to my intuition, I'm always right? You can always change your mind though, right? Sometimes our guidance is different. That's Correct. how I know that. But maybe I'm having a hesitation for whatever reason, but then I thought it's interesting how when we approach people to do things for us or when we kind of introduce ourselves, we only get one chance at a first impression. Absolutely. And, uh, and it's not her fault that her VA took it to me that way, unless she asked her to. But um, yeah, I just... I, talking a lot now, but I just thought that was interesting. So that's kind of what's going on with me. This yeah, you've got to be truthful. <laughs> I well, the basics of what you're saying there is you've got to be truthful, you know, present it how it is. I mean, I've got nearly 2000 followers. I mean, that's the reality of it. You know, people can see that. So, you know, you've got to come up with something that is truthful and does reflect what your, um, 
what you're spruiking. But, you know, the page that I do my Facebook lives on has 85 and a half thousand followers. It's insane. So that's why, you know, I do that because, you know, I've got 2,000, they've got 85 and a half. You know, it makes it more yeah. beneficial for me to go with them. And that's why I went with them, you know, because I do have the most out of all the spiritual groups that I've seen. So got to be truthful, got to be truthful. Um, so, yeah, Lauren, yeah. I guess... And I'm not saying they're not truthful, but it yeah, just yeah, yeah. didn't feel... It's not in alignment. Yeah. It's just so, not in alignment. Yeah, yeah. it did it. If it, it felt weird. Yeah, yeah. but weird. Yeah. You got to trust the intuition. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, with me, it's been sort of recovering from the client that I had, I, I spoke about a little while ago that sort of stood up and didn't really like what I was doing and sort of coming back from that. And, you know, I've got the expo this weekend and I've been quite nervous about that and, you know, trying to get back into my rhythm and all that. And look, I have been a bit run down and I, I, when I saw the acupuncturist yesterday and sort of got a bit of a treatment because I've just been feeling like I've been fighting something, like a sore throat and I've been getting sort of just really feeling really lethargic and tired and sleeping a lot and so on and so forth. And, you know, I saw the acupuncturist and whatever she did, she put a few needles in and um, she said, Michelle, you're actually, you are getting sick. You're getting something, you know, your, your body is not, your immune system's under all of this stuff. And I knew it because I've been, you know, feeling like this for a couple of weeks. Anyway, she put some needles in. It was just amazing. I got in the car pretty much all the way home, I was like sneezing and like, you know, coughing and like all of this stuff. It was almost like she brought on something like immediately. And then she said, look, you'll probably, you know, be hot and cold and, you know, sweats and all of that. Uh, but then you'll feel better. And honestly, honest to God truth, last night I was like hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, all of that stuff. And then, you know, this morning I'm feeling fine. Like I'm feeling much better. So I'm like, it's, it's quite incredible. So I'm actually feeling like I'm kind of ready to ready to go and do this thing, you know, over the weekend, it's going to be a lot of energy. I haven't been to an expo in like two years. So I really felt like I needed to have a shift. I needed to have some sort of like getting rid of all this, you know, stuff, whatever it is, um, and just clear it out. And I feel like I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm still a bit tired, but I feel like I'm a lot more prepared, you know, than what I was before. Um, and lovely Deborah, my friend, um, I never asked for help. You know, I did my hamstring. That was about vulnerability and reaching out and asking for help. Deborah, um, who, you know, has been one of my followers for a long time and uh, a really good friend of mine. She's like, I'm going to come and, uh, and help you with the expo. And I'm like, never would have asked. I, I had thought that Jason, my husband would, would do it, but she's like, I really want to come, really want to meet some people. You know, I just want to do it. And I was like, okay, um, yeah, you can come. And so she's there and, you know, she's already, and she went, oh, Lauren, it's going to break your heart. She went and bought new outfits, a new outfit for both days each day, beautiful outfit, did her hair, her makeup. You know, she works from home. She's a, the virtual assistant. We spoke to her, Deborah, the virtual assistant. That was in one of our previous shows. So, um, right. you know, same person. So she doesn't get dressed up a lot. So she went out, bought beautiful outfits, did her hair, did her makeup and nails, everything. And, um, and was all ready to go with a little bag and everything. And I'm just like, Ooh, Ooh, just broke my heart. Snap. And, um, it was just beautiful that she did that. And, so, you know, I'm really looking forward to the expo. I hope it goes super well. But, you know, I just love that she went to all that effort for me. You know, she's like, Michelle, I don't get to get dressed up much, you know. So I really, this means a lot to me. So I'm just super excited. You know, I think I feel like she's going to be able to talk to a lot of people and socialize. And um, she wants to get into this sort of industry, um, you know, in plant-based medicine and that sort of thing. So maybe there might be some people mm -hmm. there that she can talk to and, you know, get some insight and that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm just hoping, fingers crossed that I'm uh, fully booked, you know, um, and it is a little bit different. I do have like a whole stand this year. So we've got to like put some stuff on it. I'm actually taking the um, SARS candles. I might put the link to this in the, um, cause that's relevant to the show today, the SARS uh, sanctuary candles. Um, so I'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Oh, cause that's the parents of that girl that I interviewed um, yeah. candles. Now they are not for profit and they're raising money for um, a really good cause. So I'll talk about that a bit more. But I did sell um, one to my parents because my mum's birthday was recently and uh, dad came over and gave me money for their birthday. How does that work? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he was like, oh, it's not for profit. It's great. It's charity. You know, let's do this thing. So they've got the beautiful candle, the lavender candle, and they love it. So there's 11 different scents. So if a listener at home wants anything like that, I can uh, package it up and send it out, whatever you want to do. Um, so we're going to take those along as well. So they'll be really lovely. Um, so Lauren, that's, uh, I think that's me. Cool. So should we? Uh, yeah, should I we... like actually the story of. Yeah, I like the story of Deborah getting ready for an expo, and I kind of feel that it suits this theme today because I think that when you're in limbo, yeah, I don't know about you, but I think sometimes for me, I just feel low energy and I feel a little bit 
confused. And sometimes yeah. getting dressed up and going out is actually the perfect solution. It brought to you kind of absolutely bright. Yeah, bright yeah. your mood. I remember I was listening to a podcast a while ago. And the guy was talking about how his wife got at him because he was always wearing the same shirt in every interview. Yeah. And so he started wearing like nicer clothes. And then he said, you know, we've got all these nice clothes that we save for special occasions. Why don't we wear them? And me working from home and you working from home, it's really easy to want to wear sweats and yeah. to not dress up. But I can tell you that, yeah, I noticed there's a big difference between the times when I decide to work in front of the fireplace on the couch yeah. versus um, sitting in my office and being at a desk. Uh, and it's the same with clothing, you know, yeah. sitting in my sweats versus sitting in my jeans and, and whatnot, or you yeah. know, in a nice shirt. And I, I always wear my crystals around, I'm just taking them off now because they're a bit heavy. I'm wearing four huge oh strands at the moment because I feel like I need them all. Yeah, but um, my neck is starting to go. Damn, girl, it's a bit heavy. <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess I wanted to talk about how when you are in limbo, I think it's important to be patient and kind to yourself. And at the moment, I feel like I'm in limbo. So I'm in limbo because I have so many things that I'm passionate about doing, and I have a certain amount of time in my day as as everyone, and I also want to do other things that aren't just work related. So at the moment, I find that I'm kind of in this sort of moment where I'm going, well, what do I want to do the most? Or what's the thing that I that's going to advance me the most and, and blah, blah, blah. And then it's also getting clear on my resistance. So I've got this amazing time management course that I've created, and I haven't been promoting it very well. And the reason why I haven't been promoting it very well is because I keep doing all these other jobs instead. Uh, so I haven't been making it a priority. So I know myself, I teach this process about how to make things a priority and how to manage your day and your time so you can get, you know, cut your hours in half or your work hours in half and stuff. And so what I had to start to really get clear on is what is my hurdle? Like, what's my problem? So I think that my problem, and it's kind of come clear to me today, is that I just think that the job is bigger than it is and i've lost momentum and i'm thinking about all the steps that i need to do instead of the first step and so for me being in limbo is really about understanding why i'm there and then going well what's the resistance now i will say as well and i'm interested in hearing your thoughts on this too sometimes when we're in limbo it's because we're not heading in the right direction Sometimes when we're in limbo, we're getting these signs and these objections that are saying, no, that's not the right avenue for you. So there's also a need to kind of go, okay, am I getting in my own way or am I getting a blatant sign from the universe that this is not the right direction? And there's a difference there. That's such a good question. I love that. Yeah. It's one that I talk so, to um, people a lot that? about. Yeah. Um, I was actually just, I came up with it as you were talking, I just came up with a new idea for another show. As you were saying that it reminded me of something. Um, so I've just added another show note uh, into our little Trello uh, folder here. Um, that's what it's making me think of because, you know, a lot of the time I read for a lot of people who are very enthusiastic, they're very young energy, they're very excited, they're very, you know, this, that, the other thing. And recently I read for a lady who um, does a children's program, a children's show on YouTube, and it was consuming a whole life was consuming a whole life to the point where, you know, the kids were almost having to get a nanny, a cleaner, all these different things in because, you know, she was filming, she was going to a lot of effort, you know, doing all these things. And it was like, she just had no time to do anything else. So everything else fell over. So then she was sort of torn between doing this thing, which is her passion. But even that was getting overwhelming. You know, there were a lot of things she was wanting to do and she didn't have time to do that either. And it was like, then the kids are falling over, the husband's falling over, everything else is happening you know, and it's like, where does it stop? It's like, you know, you can't spread yourself too thinly. And I think that's key. But also what you're talking about is kind of getting ahead of yourself, getting ahead of yourself. And sometimes it's like, you've just got to tick off one thing and then move on to the next thing. Tick off one thing, move on yeah. to the next thing. Because otherwise you're tripping over your own feet. 
you know, and that's exhausting. Yeah. That's exhausting. And that's really honestly to God, what prevented me from starting this because I was made redundant. That's why I started it. But honest to God, I was just so like, I've got all these different mentalities. How does that all fit together? You know, what am I going to do with the reading and then the mediumship and then the cards and then the healing and then the this and the that and whatever else I can do and the meat and, you know, the journalism stuff. How does it all fit together? It all bloody fits together. I'm made redundant. Next minute, I'm doing spiritual stuff and I'm doing media releases and I'm doing like, you know, whatever magazine writing I'm, I'm getting. So it's like, I'm doing all of it and it works perfectly. So it's totally fine. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Like when you're pushed and shoved and yeah. it's like, oh, I'm just going to make it work. And even this morning, Lauren, um, I heard truth, uh, no, teach, inspire, heal. And I feel like I need to do new business cards and I don't have the new ones. So I had to, I'm going to have to go to the expo with my old ones. Um, but truth, uh, teach, inspire, heal, teach, inspire, heal. And I feel like I want to put those, um, I'm going to take the old ones, but that's fine. But yeah, that's what I feel like moving forward. I want to put that on my cards. So I feel like it's like a little kind of subtitle. Beautiful. So, you know, yeah. yeah, I just really like that. So it's like when you're in alignment, when things come together and when you don't trip over your own feet, you get those messages. Otherwise you miss them because you're just so busy, like, you know, doing things and not, not finishing anything. So yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Anyway, I've got another show. Yeah, I love here, that. Ready to go. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, then maybe we won't talk too much more about it if you've got another show lined up where we can elaborate more on this idea. But I, I mean, it does come down to, and this, these are some of the things that I cover in my workshop, but, you know, it's basically like, why are we doing this thing? Is it going to advance me in my business? It's going to advance me in my life or not? You know, am I just doing this job because it's fun or because it's really actually advancing me? Yeah. So I think that's also important as well. Uh, and I'm going to talk in a few minutes too about, you know, some of the ways that I'm helping myself navigate through this period. But Brilliant. I'd like to hear, I know you've got a point coming up that you wanted to, uh, that you wanted yeah, to, or a story of, um, from that. Absolutely. Mark and Julie that you wanted to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the show, as I said, was inspired by a couple, amazing couple who have bounced back from uh, the deep dark death, something that none of us really want to or could imagine unless you've been through it. And that is losing a child. Uh, and especially to a terror attack, you know, we lose, we do lose children in various ways, but, um, you know, this young lady was beautiful. She was 21 years of age, stabbed to death, uh, left to die on the side of the road. And, uh, you know, it was just horrendous. So the London, um, you know, terror attacks, the London bridge, some people will refer to it as that, or the borough, you know, the London borough, um, yeah. borough markets. So people may remember it as that. Now, Sarah was only 21. She was a nanny and, um, she had been, over there and she'd been in London and um, I feel like she's dropped in because I'm getting indications. She always comes when I talk about her, um, but she had been going to Paris to meet the family. So she was actually meant to go to Paris to meet the parents and uh, she never made it. She never made it. They were going over, I think the next week. So it was very, very close. I just missed her, just missed her. So one of the amazing- Getting full goosebumps. Yeah. One of the amazing things is um, the Sars Sanctuary candle. um, I may, I'll show you later. Um, the S is a swan. Now, Julie um, is Sarah's parents. Julie and Mark are her parents. Julie's mother was on a cruise when uh, Sarah was murdered. The minute she was murdered, two beautiful white swans swam up to the window of her cruise boat. Um, so she was in the lower decks and um, they were sitting next to the boat and just looking in the window at her. Two white swans, pure oh. white swans. She took a photo. Man, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps. She took a photo and said, I'm getting goosebumps, Michelle. It's like crazy. Let me show you the candle. Hang on. All right. For a listener at home, um, Michelle and I both, we look so at, she when sent we that get to her daughter. Oh, okay. That's the swan. You'll have to edit that part because I kept talking. Okay. Um, that's the swan there. So the Beautiful. S. And this wow. is in Sarah's writing. So all of that, they got her handwriting and they've managed to create the words using uh, her letters, the way that she wrote. So that's actually in her writing. Um, and her mum has that oh tattooed on her. So has that tattooed on her. So I've got a, um, the, what I'm showing Lauren is a beautiful teal kind of box. I guess you would describe very kind of a light bluey green sort of colour. Um, and they've used the S and created that as a swan because that was um, Sarah's favourite animal. And um, funnily enough, they're all, um, you know, those two swans sort of swam up to the window. I mean, you know, that was literally they figured out that that would have been pretty much the time that she was stabbed to death. Um, so just wow. amazing. You know, spirit is incredible. Um, so that happened. Wow. And then, um, you know, the swans are there. And then 
Mark and Julie ended up finding obviously that, you know, she had, she had died. She was one of the, um, you know, kids that had died. And, um, you know, from that moment on, Julie's actually spent a lot of time with the medium. She's learned how to sort of communicate with her daughter. So these candles were chosen by Sarah, um, the whole thing. So all this uh, smells, they use a pendulum. They actually use a pendulum to communicate with her. So with the scents, they're like, do you like this one? Yes or no? Do you like this one? Yes or no? So she's chosen 11 scents. She chose 11, can you imagine? <gasps> um, and that's why the candles came about. So they're raising money for grief. Now, this is getting into the theme of the story. So finding yourself in limbo. So you can imagine, you know, you're about to go and see your child in Paris. I had all the flights booked, ready to go, and your daughter's dead. So, I mean, that just does incredible things to someone. And also knowing the way that it happened and the trauma around that is awful. The parents went to the inquiry. Her parents went to the Royal Commission of Inquiry into this. So they heard all of the graphic details. So... If anything's going to put you into limbo and talking to them, it really made me think about this. What would I do? You know, how would I get through something like this? Um, You know, shock and trauma can come in a variety of ways, obviously. Uh, But this is, you know, a pretty big, um, you know, example, you know, a big, big example of that. So Mark and Julie Wallace, um, the daughter of Sarah Zelenak. So that's who the candles um, were created by and for. And so what the family does is they actually help people with serious grief, serious trauma, serious shock. And they've actually formulated this uh, online. It was going to be uh, physical on the Sunshine Coast, but now it's online. So it's like worldwide and it's going to be linking people who need assistance with relevant uh, doctors, you know, people that they record, uh, that they, you know, respect, you know, in their particular industries. So it's like they, they do have GPs, they do have psychologists, counsellors, all of that, but they also have the natural, the healers, you know, whatever else. So it's like, it's both sides. It's like medical and sort of a bit woo-woo, a bit spiritual. Um, they have readers on there as well. If people need guidance, want to talk to their loved ones, you know, that sort of thing. Um, a lot of Reiki, a lot of healing um, on there as well. And so that's what these candles are raising money for. So I'll put a link in the show notes probably to that so people can get in touch. But, you know, that's kind of where the inspo came from. And if you think about it, you know, you could have a dramatic end to a relationship. That can be traumatic for people, you know, um, shock of a car accident, you know, major car accident, um, seeing people, you know, have a terrible car accident in front of you, for example, um, you know, there's survivor's guilt, you know, all of those things that sort of leave us in this state of like, what on earth, what on earth am I doing here now moving forward, you know? Um, and it does put a big break on things. So, you know, for someone like this, Mark and Julie, what they did was they, they were just determined to, you know, communicate with their daughter. That was first and foremost, was to communicate with her. From that point on, once they managed to get communication and they can understand what she wants them to do and all of this sort of stuff, they're full throttle ahead. They've given up their jobs. They're not doing their jobs anymore. They do this full time. So for some of us, we survive and we thrive. Um, really, is it's an amazing story. Amazing. So, you know, I just wanted to sort of inspire, I guess, at the beginning of the show, other people to think, what could I do? You know, it's like the Daniel Morecams. I love the Morecam family, what they've done with Daniel. You know, beyond that, it's like trying to educate kids, stranger danger, so many things. It's like using tragedy and turning it into something amazing that helps you get through that period of grief. It helps you get through the resistance and the, the emotion and the trauma and all of that stuff. And honestly, I mean, Mark and Julie still get emotional about their daughter, but they are just doing amazing things and that's healing them. You know, it's healing them moving forward and it allows them to move through it. So I just wanted to use that as an opener. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to hear your thoughts, Lauren, as well. What do you think, you know, the differences between somebody who turns grief into an opportunity to thrive what do you think those characteristics of that person is what do you think you know do people have a grace period where they're allowed to grieve for a period of time and then do that and then what about people who they just never recover how do you I, I think do you help people own... through all those different experiences yeah look i think it's it's part of your own resilience to be honest um you know some people like you know the story about the guy that had to cut his arm off he was stuck in the cave they made a movie out of it that um really good looking actor yeah yeah the one that where he got stuck and he was like climbing Franco, and he got, James he had to, yes yes and he had to cut his 437 arm off to get out. hours that's like it that. now that's a survivor mm-hmm. That's a survivor. Some of us have that instinct where we will cut our arm off to get out because we want to live. Other people would sit there and die. 
So I feel like it's just your own sort of resilience, whether it's to do with your life experience, whether it's to do with him having a lot of hardships, you know, having to get through things as a child, you know, growing up, you know, all of that stuff. Whether there's something to do with that, mm. you know, I think in the moment, like people have a choice to make. A lot of the time people have a choice to make in those sorts of situations anyway, where I either set myself free or I just sit here and die. You know, do I give up or do I keep going? And I think a lot of that, yeah, I think that's just resilience. You know, you build that up with your, you know, life experience and stuff like that. Mm, I like that a lot. That's really a clear, it's a really clear answer as yeah, well. I mean, that's, do you, you want know. to, do you want to die or do you not? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want, yeah. because really, if you're not living your life, if you're not, you know, doing things to the best of your ability and, oh, you know, our best changes all the time, I guess I'm, I'm trying to say basically that if you're just existing here, you are dying, even if you're alive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's my feeling on that. Um, did you have anything yeah, to add before I continue? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and um, they just, their partner just ended their relationship after, you know, more than 10 years together. Wow. And so, you know, they're now in limbo. And one of the things that I thought was so powerful talking to her was that, you know, she recognizes in herself the need for structure, the need for setting goals and achieving those goals and taking it day by day. And not only that, but she is also recognizing the silver lining and the, the gifts that are being given to her outside of that. So for example, she didn't realize she had such a strong support network that wasn't involved in the relationship that was separate from the relationship. She is now reconnecting with her body, going to the gym. She's got these little milestones that she needs to hit every day and she's starting to hit them. Brilliant. She, you know what I mean? And mm. I, I guess when I'm thinking about surviving or dying, she is clearly aware that if she doesn't have these things in place, that she could lose her her space or she could lose her way. And so I, I just thought that I wanted to bring that up because sometimes when we're in limbo, it's really easy to come to a place of no action. And I do want to say that when I say that, I also want to enforce that sometimes no action is also the best thing to do. Sometimes sitting and just being and allowing inspiration to enter or being sure of your next decision is better than rushing into something that doesn't feel right. So there's, yes. you know, you kind of need to check in with yourself to, to be aware about what the right move is for you. But, you know, we... We are in control of how we show up in the world every day. You know that quote, Michelle, they say life is 90% what happened or 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Now I'm somebody who hasn't suffered a lot in my life. I've gone through challenges, of course, but I haven't dealt with anything on the same level as what, you know, Julie and Mark are dealing yeah. with. And so I guess the thing is that when we get used to getting up and listening to our instincts and putting into practice, you know, um, making choices that are going to take us to where we want to be and who we want to be and where we want to go, we start doing those things. We lay the foundation to act like that later on in life. Yeah. So I think that's important is, is to really kind of come in and go, okay, I might be in limbo. I might be in grief. I might be dealing with the challenge right now, but I always have a choice in how I'm going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And anyone will tell you that time helps to heal. It doesn't mean that the grief goes away or that you no longer miss that person or that, you know, it's easy or anything but time does heal. And if you are going to be here on earth, you're missing an opportunity to, you know, take a, an awful situation and turn it into a blessing, which is so inspiring what Mark and Julie have done. And I loved hearing that story and understanding that. Yeah. Now, in relation to myself being in limbo, kind of being aware that, you know, maybe I can't do it all. <laughs> 
It's, it's like, shit, I can't do it all. Yeah. So I made some decisions. So number one, I've hired somebody to do a couple of hours of um, marketing for me, actually. Oh, Lauren, this is a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough with yeah. all my social media, uh, with all my podcasts and everything like that. I, I'm making all the graphics, but I'm not having time to schedule them. And I feel like even business and party, I've been letting down because it's just every so often I go and I'll do boom, a tons, and then I'll go in and I'm trying to keep up with it, but I schedule a lot in advance, get that rock in, but I haven't been able to do it all well. And that's the thing. And coming to terms with that, I don't, I'm not going to feel bad, you know, or make myself feel bad about it. I just realized that with everything so growing, yeah, I can only do so much. And you know, what's really cool is when you hire someone to do that, they're doing that stuff for you in the background. That's <laughs> and you know, you look and you're like, oh, wow, that's already done. Great. It's already done. So that's really cool. So I've asked for help and I've actually hired somebody to help me with that. Brilliant. The other thing is that I live, um, we just moved to a new house, as you know, one of the things that I really want done is painting. My partner and I made a big decision. We decided we would hire painters. So I'm actually ah, recording this episode in my bedroom yep. because at the moment we've had painters here. My house is a disaster. I know it's going to be like that for a while until it's all done. But frankly, it just would have taken us six months to probably yeah. fully paint the whole house. Yep. And whereas it's probably going to and... take two weeks yeah. And so, yeah. you know, it's just an investment that I wanted to do. So sometimes when we're in limbo, it's like, okay, well, what can I do to help myself or to make my life a little bit easier? And then taking the plunge or inviting those opportunities in. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. I love that. Did you want me to pick it up from here? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can pick it up from there. Perfect. I was like, sure mic you were drop. Done. I was trying Wasn't to do sure. the mic drop. So ah, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Um, I was just copying and pasting something and I found a really good little uh, tool here for later in the show. Um, okay. So what I was going to talk about at this point, because I'm just trying to inspire, you know, this is my teach, inspire, heal motto Lauren, that I'm bringing out here. Uh, now the, I told you about the lady that I read for, um, I actually read for a work colleague um, whose, you know, friend or colleague had, um, you know, lost her son. And I had the star. Remember, I was talking about the star and all of that sort of stuff. You know, they brought up there's a star dedicated, yes. you know, that sort of thing. And then yes. I got the letter in the mail, that. and it was the sister had uh, named a star after her brother who had sadly died. Now, I read for the mother, um, as you know, and I uh, didn't realize at the time it was her. And then the star thing kept coming up, and I'm going, oh, and I'm putting two and two together, going, I think this is the boy that I read for. Um, you know, now he had only passed away 10 weeks before. I read for her. So he'd only died 10 weeks before that. Um, so, you know, but that, that star, you know, she's, she's just changed. You know, this, this lady has changed. It's incredible because sometimes we just need to get that validation. Sometimes we need to get that confirmation that life does go on. You know, my child is still there, you know, somewhere I can't see them. They're not here. I can't feel them, but they're still there doing things. They're still communicating. They're still there. So I think sometimes, you know, in terms of, I guess, you know, I'm talking about it from a point of grief, really about losing people, because that's a big part of what I do is mediumship. But, you know, the star, those little kind of things that they do is it sometimes just is what the person needs to move forward. And I think that's why a lot of people come to me, you know, because um, I will have an ability to, you know, say that particular thing that they need to hear. Um, and then they can just move forward from that point. And a lot of it is, is letting go of the, the guilt, could I've done anything? Could I've changed anything? Could I've fixed them? Could I've, you know, whatever. And, you know, the other example that pops to mind is the dog that came through where it had attacked the lady's daughter and she put it down and she felt terrible about it. And then when the dog came through and was like, you know what, that's my job. I'm going from family to family. I'm born into families where I can do that. And then they put me down because they're making a choice to stick up for their family. They're sticking up for the humans in the family. And when the lady realized oh that was a dog's job, like the dog told me that and I didn't know any of the background. I had no idea. So oh. she was like, holy crap. And from that point on, she was like, thank you. Thank you so much. Because she had been held in that state. She'd been held in that, in limbo. She couldn't move forward. The second I said to her, this is my job. This is what I do. I'm that kind of dog. That's my job. She was like, oh, great. Okay. I did it. I did it. And she got it. She got the message and got the lesson and she was able to move forward. So I feel like there's so many pivotal moments with what I do where people are holding themselves in energy and loved ones come in and they're like, this is what you need to move forward. This is what you need to move forward. I had another lady who was very, very stern with me, very stern. And she's like, 
I've been to many museums and no one's ever brought my husband through and I don't expect you to bring him through either. And rah, rah, rah. And I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. Anyway, I've got this guy here and I'm like, oh, and she said, there's one word, one word that I want to hear and I'll know it's him. And I went, oh God, here we go. Um, so I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm crushed. Um, I feel like I've been crushed. I feel like all my middle, is there something not right here? I feel like something's fallen on me. I feel like I'm crushed. And she's looking at me and didn't give me anything yet. And then I said, he's talking about something here, like jewelry, ring, watch, something like that, something here. And she just went, and the word was watch. I don't know why the word was watch, but it was watch. I have no idea. But I was like, he's like, here, he's here, he's here, this, 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 watch something. And she was like, oh my God. She goes, my husband died in a caving accident. He was crushed by a boulder. And then she just knew from that moment forward, as soon as I said, watch. Goosebumps, I'm getting goosebumps. She was able to move forward because she'd said to me, no one else was ever able to connect to him. And, you know, I'm not, there's no ego here. It's just like some people can, some people can't, you know, different energies, whatever the case may be. You know, I don't know why they come through to certain And timing, as you know. Yeah. And timing. Yes. And that's good for this show today because not everything's supposed to happen right now. Correct. Yeah. So that for me was a big lesson because that really allowed her because she'd been holding herself in that energy too because there were things she needed to hear and talk about and, and get off her chest. So with me, she was able to do that. And I felt like, you know, this is a real privilege, to be honest. This is a very big privilege. But, you know, I was really pleased that I was able to help her move forward from that point because she just wanted to hear that one word. She just wanted to know that it was really him. And then away we go, you know. So she was able to move forward out of that limbo as well. She'd been holding herself in. So I feel like, you know, with my work, I'm able to do that for others. But in terms of myself, you know, as I said, the redundancy was a real kind of getting out of limbo thing for me because I was just kind of doing it. You know, I was just doing the job, loving my job, you know, all of that. But I was really just treading water, let's be honest. So it's like I needed that kick in the bum. I needed that push and shove. And then here I am, you know, um, I'm, I've got so many exciting things on the go, so many exciting things that I'm planning. I've got people like knocking my door down, trying to do Reiki and, you know, all this stuff, everything I'm offering it just gets snapped up. So that's when you're in the flow. That's when you know you're out of that limbo, you know, out of the limbo. Certainly I'm sure I'll find myself back in it. You know, that's, that's life. You know, we're human. We have, you know, heaviness around us and all of that stuff. We've got to deal with it, but it's up to us in terms of how long we spend there. So when you're talking about before, you know, how long is it? How long is it? Grieving just takes time. It's, you know, different for everyone. Some people just have that resilience. As I said, like Mark and Julie, they're like picking ourselves up. We're going to go to the inquiry. We're going to do this. We're going to talk to the queen. They've met with Prince Charles like three times. Like they have not stopped since she passed. They have not stopped. So it's like some people just, you know, it really spurs them on. You know, I need fairness. I need, um, you know, fairness for people moving forward. You know, the families of terror attacks, whatever it is. Um, they're real advocates for all of that and ambassadors and, um, you know, now obviously helping people going through the grieving process themselves. So, you know, I think we can learn a lot um, from that sort of experience, but um, yeah, you know, it's up to us how long we choose to sit in it for. Um, I have a lady that I was reading Mm -hmm. for very recently who was like going through a situation where, you know, her, um, she had an argument with her partner. He's decided to sell in the house. So we're meant to get married, you know, everything's in limbo and uh, she's feeling in all sorts. And I said to her, you know what? I said, you know, you, you know, you've been holding yourself this energy now for three and a half weeks. I said, you can do A, B and C and turn it all around or not. You've got sliding doors moment. This is a sliding doors moment. She's in limbo. She doesn't know what's coming. And I said, you can, I go, I go through door A, get married, do all the stuff you're planning to do or door B. You know, there's a little bit of stubbornness here. And I'm like, you know, you could go through door B, different thing, you know, totally different. We have no idea what door B is. Um, so really it's up to you, you know, what do you want to do? You're going to hold yourself on limbo or you're going to go back there and change your behavior, change what you're doing, do something different, don't expect a different result and do the same thing over and over. That's definition of insanity, as you know. So it's like, you know, you've got a choice to make here. She's in limbo, two doors, sliding doors moment here, totally different things on other sides, on the other sides Mm -hmm. of those doors. Yeah. So, you know, this is pretty pivotal. You know, every moment we have a choice where we have free will, we're making choices all the time. What are you going to choose? Really, that's what it comes yeah. to. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, like hundred percent. And I think that I, I, I'm sure I've talked about it on the show numerous times. And I just put an episode out about this on the Raw Raw podcast. But sometimes we don't know who we want to be, and sometimes if we've been in a relationship for a long time, we don't know who we are without that person. Or, you know, um, it maybe if we're a parent and we're no longer a parent, you know, we don't know who we are without playing that role. So I think that you know, if we're finding ourselves in limbo, that it's important to allow yourself the opportunity to dream 
it's allow it's an opportunity for you to um to understand that our life doesn't need to be the same way that it's always been and you know i, I remember i heard somewhere along the line that you know the average person nowadays changes careers something like six to eight times over their lifetime and so when you think about that when i even go back and i think about all the different things that i've done and where i am now and i'm sure you can relate to this you know we have all had these different lives and one of the things that i think is so exciting about that is that we're not running out of time you know we sometimes feel like we are like oh no i, I need to do everything right now but you know if you want to do this thing if you want to be a medium if you want to be an entrepreneur if you want to be you know do do something completely different if you want to live in a different area if you want to have a different hair color and have a different style you can do all that it just starts with you making a choice about it and i think that you know sometimes even me in limbo you know feeling a little bit like oh you know i need to do everything now no i don't need to do everything now it's okay if i do the thing that i re that i want to do next week because it's not a priority one for me right now so i can push it to next week and then i can do the thing but very often we get stuck when we think we need to do all these things it then causes us to have no action we're then you know inactive we're not doing anything which keeps us in limbo and then the other thing is we don't know where we want to go or who we want to be or how we want to show up so we're also acting in limbo or being in limbo because we just don't know the direction that we want to go into so taking time out if you need to to listen to your gut instinct to dream to do a vision board michelle and i have episodes about this sort of thing you know, to think about who you want to be and allow yourself to play big. I think one of the big things too is that Michelle is that some people they don't want to step out and take responsibility for their life because right. it's hard, yes. or they don't want to step out and put themselves out there and be vulnerable because it's hard. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I'm 38 years old. I'm only now comfortable with you know doing lives and things like that. Well, a couple of years ago, I didn't want to be doing any lives i don't want to be doing any public stuff none of that because i just i guess i wasn't ready maybe i was still learning i just wasn't my time but now i go okay i've given myself the time to kind of get over that now i'm ready and i know that my mission here is more important than me being a bit uncomfortable for a certain period of time now the other thing that i will recommend as well that's coming to me is that you know very often if we are in a situation for example if you're in some kind of um, difficult situation, maybe there's a, a trauma or end of relationship or a death or anything like that. I think it's actually quite inspiring to look up stories of people who have overcome those things and to maybe look at them as not being better than you or not being more special than you, but looking at them as an inspiration and as a beacon of light of somebody who has done it and understanding that you can also do that as well, mm. because we're all the same. We're all in it together. And let me tell you this, all the readings that I've done and what I know to be true in my whole self is that we are never given a vision or a dream that we can't properly execute. Correct. You know, I'm not sitting here going, I want to be a Victoria's Secret model. No, that doesn't, that doesn't come into my mind. It's well, not that was something yesterday. that aligns with Victoria's Secret model yesterday. yesterday. You know, it's different. We've got a different focus right. today, Lauren. That's yeah. right. That's right. But now it's honoring where I'm at, where I am now. And so yes. I guess I'm just trying to say that when we are in alignment, when, and when I say alignment, I mean, when we are feeling good about a thought, when we are feeling good about a direction or making a decision, that is always going to be the right thing for us. That's always going right. to be the thing. And then, of course, we give ourselves permission to change our mind as we learn and grow. Yeah, that's it. Very good advice. Um, Lauren, I was going to jump in and just give some, uh, I guess, tools, you know, to improve your life. Um, if that's cool, we might jump onto that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what I was thinking was, um, and what I recommend to people, you know, I'm someone who's good to talk to and bounce ideas off, but you know, if someone's going through grief, then they really need to talk to an expert. I think, um, you know, if it is that sort of limbo sort of state where you're not really feeling anything and it's yeah. not going well, um, you know, I always yeah. feel like people need to talk to an expert and I have had a couple of people that I've read for where I felt like that was definitely necessary. 
for them to talk to an expert and I will uh, recommend and refer. So, you know, what I would say is that you, if you are in that state of limbo and it just feels like, you know, you can't move forward and, and nothing's working and all of that, talk to someone, put your hand up, be vulnerable. You know, sometimes people are too proud and they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that because it shows weakness or whatever it is. But I just feel like put your hand up, you know, put your hand up. I think that's a really good starting point there um, because, you know, being in limbo is not fun. You know, it's not fun for anyone. So we want to move through that. No. And not everyone has the wherewithal to do it themselves. So sometimes you need to put your hand up. Um, look, I recommend sitting outside and grounding your energy as well. So if you do find yourself sort of a bit stuck, you know, whether it is a sudden shock, an accident, trauma, relationship breakup, whatever it is, you know, sit outside and do some grounding, get into the garden, put your feet on the ground, you know, five minutes, Lynn, when we spoke to Lynn Hoyerman in our previous episode, we were talking about clearing and all that sort of stuff. Five minutes on the grass is what she recommended, you know, just standing out there in the sunshine if possible, birds, bees, all that sort of stuff. Bring yourself back to the present, you know. There's nothing better than being in the present because that gives you clarity. If you're all over the place yes. and you're not feeling inspired, get outdoors, go for a walk, go for a stroll. We're not talking about running a marathon. We're just saying get outdoors and get your body moving. You know, it's really important. Yoga, uh, highly yes. So these are all things that Mark and Julie use. These are all things they promote as part of the sanctuary. They've got yoga instructors, all of those things, Tai Chi. You know, Tai Chi is amazing, amazing for moving the energy around your body. I can't mm. recommend it highly enough. Get your body moving. You know, it takes a little bit of effort to get off the chair and, and do it. But, you know, getting into a meetup group, you know, there's some really awesome meetup groups around where people are like, you know, they may have moved there, they don't know anyone. You know, it's like you may not have a lot of friends, but it's like head along to one of those things. You've got something in common already. You may be doing a craft or, you know, an activity. So, you know, that's a way to sort of, you know, socialize and interact with other human beings. But, you know, I feel like with all of this, you know, acceptance is really important. Acceptance is key. The biggest part of why people come to me is because they can't accept. They can't accept the death. They can't accept whatever it is that's happened. And, you know, that's what holds you in the limbo. That's what holds you there. So pretty much if someone comes to me and that's what's going on in their life, I will get the forgiveness card, which is acceptance. Forgiveness is acceptance and letting go. That's what you have to do. Um, if you want to move forward, you know, that's, that's key. So, you know, in terms of people passing, that's really important. Accepting that, you know, sometimes our family member was meant to be on the other side for some reason. You know, I had a lady who I read for her husband and her son had died. I can't even imagine oh. that. She lost both of them. They were both oh. standing here on my right. And I'm going, oh, I've got both of them here. What's going on here? She's alone. She's alone. Her <sighs> husband and, and son have passed. You know, how do you move past that acceptance? You know, acceptance. It's one foot in front of the other day by day. But, you know, we have to accept that for some reason they're here and they're not there, you know, but we can still communicate. That's what I do. You know, I help people sort of communicate with loved ones and that sort of thing. Everything happens for a reason everything you know when your time's up your time's up sometimes people come to me to hear that you know for their loved one to say that to them um one of the examples i was going to give as well is dead man walking the movie dead man walking that changed my life um susan sarandon and sean penn where the guy was on death row and i just absolutely loved it because there were two families involved in that there was a girl that was killed um, a couple of girls that was killed uh, were killed rather and there was uh, a mother and daughter one of the um sorry mother and father of one of the girls that was killed they dealt with this very differently. And that's what grief sometimes does. Mark and Julie deal with their deep grief differently, but they're closer than ever, really, really close together. In the movie, I remember the mother and father dealt with it very differently. The mother wanted revenge. She wanted to see the guy dead. She wanted to see, you know, everything. Like she went to the execution. She just wanted revenge. She wanted to kill the guy herself. The father, on the other hand, started going to church and he was preaching forgiveness now, they dealt with it very differently, very different ways. They ended up getting divorced in the movie. But I've, it's always stuck with me because I'm like, you know, people do deal with grief and, and you know, loss and, and things in separate, in different ways, especially when it's at the hands of someone else. But, you know, I really liked the way that he did it where he was like forgiveness. He was going to church. He was finding his community, finding his tribe. He was doing a lot of healing. Whereas the, the mother in that situation was just holding on to the anger, you know, all of the negative, all the bad emotions, wanting revenge, all of that stuff. It doesn't do good things to your body. So that's what I wanted to say with that. Um, just a good example of, you know, you can make yourself really sick with this. If you want to hold on, great. Um, but holding yourself in limbo can make you very, very sick. And I wouldn't want that for anybody. Yeah. And in a way, it's also an excuse not to live your life. Absolutely. You know, it's like, it's like a crutch. 
you know, um, and yeah, I know yeah, I interviewed somebody on the, on the, on the afterlight podcast the other day and, um, Julie Ryan was amazing, but she was talking all about how we choose our death. And it's like, you know, Mark and Julie wouldn't, would give up everything to have Sarah back. I, that's probably 100%. for sure. Absolutely. But the fact that she has given such a gift to all these other families mm. is just so moving. Yeah. It's almost making like the best, it is just making the best of a situation, isn't it? A bad yes. situation. Yes. One of the, um, the quotes that I wanted to read is from Eckhart Tolle, who I always talk about, but he, he changed my life. And so that's just, it is what it is. So he says, whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it, always work with it, not against it, make it your friend and ally and not your enemy. This will miraculously transform your whole life. So very often when we're in limbo or when we're dealing with an issue um, that we don't want it to be the way that it is, that's when we have that disharmony within ourselves. That's when our minds are, you know, that's when we're depressed or when we have anxiety is because our minds can't deal with what isn't happening now. So when we fight the moment, you know, as it is, then we have those opportunities or then we are basically inviting in that disharmony. So when we have a situation that happens, we have three choices. We have A, we can take action and try to change the situation. If we can't change it, we can leave the situation. And if we can't leave it, then we need to accept the situation as though we had chosen it. And when we accept it, it allows peace to come. It doesn't mean you need to like it. That's very different. You don't need to be like, oh, I'm really happy now. No, but you need to accept that it is what it is. One of the things too, I remember my mom taught me years and years and years ago. It's a quote. I can't remember right now who said it, but basically the quote is, all will be well and all will be well and all manner of things shall be well. And sometimes if I'm having a difficult time, I repeat that to myself and I say it out loud or in my head, or I tell it with other people because all will be well. And um, there's no sense in us torturing ourselves for things that we can't control. That is the truth. That is so great. I love that. That is words of wisdom. Uh, and you can quote Eckhart Tolle all you like, Lauren. Um, I'm totally, totally on board with that. <laughs> now I will be uh, quoting or not quoting, but I'm going to be talking about a, a little book here, but um, did we do the party element? No, I haven't uh, done my sponsorship yet. Um, so no. the party week, Lauren, is brought to you by um, my business, Michelle Price, a light worker on Facebook. So I'm a medium connecting to past over loved ones. I read oracle cards. I teach. I do mentorship, helping people discover and develop their gifts. I do a little bit of uh, Reiki teaching as well on the Sunshine Coast if you are in Australia and in Queensland in particular. So if any of that tickles your fancy, I've also got a novel coming out and uh, I'm developing some other interesting little things on the side, which I'll talk about in coming weeks as well. So there's lots of exciting things coming for me. So Michelle Price, a light worker on Facebook, if you'd like to touch base, we do, I do a joint um, Facebook live with some girls, some ladies that I've got in my mentorship group every so often. And also once a week on a Monday evening, I do a Facebook live myself. So if you need any guidance, you can jump on there and check it out. Uh, Lauren, would you like me to go first awesome. with my book? Yeah, because yeah. I think you've for um, a little bit around uh, those things. So then, um, yeah, might as well continue. So Catherine Moira, um, I interviewed her for Rebirth Magazine, which is a magazine that I write for, and that's the article that uh, Mike and Julie's story is going to appear in, that magazine. So I interviewed her about a book called I Fly. Now, this was a compilation of stories, and she had people submit their stories, short stories, to her and it was people who had turned grief into something amazing. So people who had had terrible things happen and it was, you know, loss, shock, trauma, pain, whatever it is. So all these people had had something significant happen in their life and they had turned it around and become incredible people. So some of them turned mm -hmm. it around and became, you know, coaches, life coaches and things like that. Um, you know, helping other people, helping people with disabilities, you know, whatever it is. So all of these people had done incredible things and it was just so inspirational. And I recommended it to a lot of my clients because, you know, some of them are going through that stage where they've lost someone or had, you know, relationship breakdown or whatever it is. And sometimes you just need that inspiration, you know, to see that people can do that. They can turn their lives around. So I fly by Catherine Moira. It's got a beautiful cover on it. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that, but it's just such, such a worthwhile read. 
Um, I'm just going to open my little squeaky drawer and uh, I highly recommend that if you want to turn around your life and be inspired. You know, there's a lot of people to be inspired by. Gabby Bernstein is one of them. She's amazing. Uh, it got told yeah. as another. But, you know, Catherine Moira, it's someone yeah. that you may not have heard of. So I just wanted to do one who's a little bit more obscure. Um, and she runs something mm. called Change Empire Book Coaching. So she actually coaches people to write. So if you are interested in writing a book or anything like that, um, she teaches you how to do that. So not all the publishing houses do that. And uh, that is something that she in particular does. So she was talking about doing, because this book has been a very successful release for her. She is talking about doing something else similar to that uh, in coming weeks and months and years probably as well. So that's it for me, for the party element, Lauren. Anything you wanted to add to that? Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. I remember when I was listening to an interview with Evan Carmichael and he's a YouTuber. He's got a whole bunch of inspirational stuff oh, on love. there. But one of the things that he says was, um, he said, you know, if you don't know what to do, he goes, think about a time when you overcame something. Think about the yeah. time when you overcame adversity and teach people to do it like that. Teach them your method. And I thought that was so wise because sometimes people go, I want to be of service, but I don't know how. And it's like, well, remember that time, you know, for me and all the mindset coaching and work that I do, I had to overcome negative mindset body image issues, all these sort of challenges to come out the other side, to go from I hate myself to I love myself. That was a transition that took time. And that's what I teach people to do now. So when we have these situations that happen to us, how do we work through it and teach that to others? And I just love that, you know, you brought up that book and I think that, you know, when you are stuck, when you look at motivational people like that or inspirational people like that, they're all over the place. They're online. They've all gone through stuff. Nobody has That's had it. a seamless life. They've all even had, Robbins. you know, even Tony Robbins, everyone, Wayne Dyer, you mm. know, I remember he went through stuff, you know, all these people. I, I remember I just interviewed a woman, um, Sunny Dawn Johnston. She was talking about, challenges that she's had in her life overcoming. And now she, you know, has got this amazing spirit business and, and everything. You know, it's just like, there's so much, no matter what you want, if you want woo woo or you don't, there's something for you. And so it's exactly what you said. It's get inspired by these people's stories and understand that they are not special, mm -hmm. that they are just like you and we're all mm -hmm. in it together and we yeah. never have to do it alone. And that, you do not need to stay small. You do not need to stay scared and you are worthy of living your best life. Mm, amen. I was also um, just going to add to that, you know, because I was inspired um, so much by what you said. And it's like, I say to people quite often, people are like, why do I have to struggle? Why do I have to struggle? And I'm like, well, you could be a princess living in a castle, but you know, chances are you wouldn't be a healer. You know, these are people who are healers sitting in front of me, talking to me, going, why do I have to suffer? Why do I have to suffer? And it's like, well, you know, um, when you suffer, you want to help, you know, the suffering makes you want to help others. Cause it's like that really sucked. You want to help other people not do that. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's your relatable makes too. It makes you relatable and empathic, you know? So it's like, if you're a princess yeah. in a castle, that would be fun, but probably wouldn't be a healer. You know what I mean? We've all suffered. We've yeah. all gone through stuff. And it's like, how long do you hold yourself in that energy? And it reminded me of the redundancy. I sat here for like a week but within, um, I started my business within, you know, a week. I sat here for like mm -hmm. a day and I kind of was in a bit of shock. But even in that day, I was working on my uh, resume, working on the resume. Yeah. And then I got a phone call about the magazine. So then I was writing articles and doing interviews. Within a day, I was running my own business. You know, it's like, how long do you want to hold yourself in that energy? That's me. I'm not everybody. I'm different, yeah. you know. But, mm -hmm. You know, if I can inspire people by that, it's just you have to keep the energy going. You have to keep the momentum going. And that ties in with our next episode, um, which is, uh, if you would like me to mention that, strike while the iron's yeah. hot. That's a good segue. Yeah. Strike while the iron's That's hot. so good. Well done. Yeah, we need to make sure that the energy is there. Now, we're in Mercury in retrograde. Um, we head into Mercury in retrograde, um, headed into, because this will be, you know, we're recording early. So on the 20th, um, we mm -hmm. will head into Mercury in retrograde. We're recording earlier. Um, but it's, it's Mercury in retrograde. So that means technology. That means, you know, things can fall over. Not a good time to make decisions. You know, all of that stuff, not supportive of that. And that lasts until I think the 20th of June. So depending on when this one will air, I think we may still be in Mercury in retrograde. Yeah, we will be. We'll still be in Mercury in retrograde. So keep in mind as you listen to this, 
um, that, you know, that's not a good time to make decisions. It's not a good time for technology. Zoom can fall over, volume doesn't work, cutting out, you know, all of that stuff. So keep that in mind, keep that in mind. So the planets will affect decisions and it also affects the energy. Um, so we need to look at that next episode. But what we're talking about is while the energy is there, we need to do that thing. We need to do that thing. Get your websites up and running before you start to promote yourself. Get it all there, ready to go. So people can go on there. Where is it? Where's the website? Yeah. I spoke to a lady yesterday. She shows me her husband's business card and I'm like, where's his website? And she's like, oh my God, there's no contact info on there apart from a phone number. That's it. There's no oh website. They've, they've overseen that. They overlooked it. There's nothing on the back of the card. It's totally empty. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Um, so they, luckily they only got about a hundred done up because you're going to get some more done up. But you know, we don't want to over, overlook these things. These things are important. So if you're going to promote mm-hmm. yourself, you're going to get yourself out there, make sure you got it together. Make sure your socials and everything are up to date and your business cards. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about yeah. that next episode, which is going to be really, really cool. Love that. I will say yeah. as well too, that if you want to go and check out the Afterlight not life, the after light, all one word. Um, we did recently do a three month, um, astrology snapshot about what's coming up. So when this goes live, that'll still be relevant. So if people are wanting an additional kind of point of view, um, Cassandra is doing a, uh, a holistic look at that. So it's for people in the Southern and Northern hemisphere. The only thing that will change is just uh, the date that she's mentioned, but the information is still going to be the same and um, yeah that goes hand in hand lauren so that has been the business in the front party in the back podcast Podcast. that's been such a good episode i had so much fun anyway it has um, what you heard if you loved what you heard um tell everybody share it with everyone we have a great time you can hear the energy in us we love this we love catching up um we really enjoy it I've had a great time. Share it with your friends. Let everyone know where they can hear it. Listen on your favorite um, yeah. you know, app or whatever you would have you your podcasts. And Lauren, if they weren't really picking up what we we're putting down today, what should the listener at home do? They should reach out to us and they should recommend the kind of subject matter they would like us to talk about. Oh, and we will endeavor to do a show on that because the fabulous thing about you and me is that we are very well-rounded. We have yes. two very different upbringings and experiences and we can talk on a lot of stuff. And yeah. if we don't know the answer, we will find it for you. That's it. I love that. Love, love, love. And Lauren is like my little sister because she's so much younger than me. She likes to talk about that a lot. Um, Lauren's like my little sister. It's like two little sisters, big and little sister. Uh, and yeah, on the box, right. just keep that in mind because I'm the older one. So respect your elders, um, et cetera, Oh, yeah, et true. Anyway, true. anyway, great episode, Lauren. And I'll talk to you Great episode. Week. Talk to you next week. Awesome.